Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. They call me the Emerald City Exile. Elon Musk purchased a crime scene, as someone said, and it's perfectly well said. He has revealed that there's every bit as much East Germany here as there was in East Germany when it comes to censoring people. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Um, Now, we just heard some of the horror stories that people face just when they get to Mexico and trying to get to the U.S. They're being kidnapped, starved, raped, extorted. That's just in Mexico. I'm just wondering, Amna, where is the urgency here? Where is the outrage that, that men, women, and children are going through hell? And it seems as though, unless there's some political aspect to this, there's no outrage. Yeah, well, it's the border, so Democrats don't care about it at all. That's just the way it is. Welcome to the nationally syndicated radio show. Dana Lash here with you uh, to start your day out. And it is good heavens. Okay. What in the world? Good grief. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. And uh, it's Thursday. We're rolling towards Christmas. We're also, what is it, seven days out? Six days out. No, from the uh, Title 42. Oh, yeah, we're about six days out. Yeah, six full days out. Six full days out before Title 42 completely lapses. And this, <laughs> I, I tell you, this, I, and I don't have y'all to, well, we have technical difficulties. I don't have my rundown in front of me. But um, this issue with the border, too, is completely it's I mean, it's this is it's a mess because this is going to get infinitely worse. It's going to get inc- it's going to get incredibly worse. And you're going to see, I think, even you're going to see even more people crossing. You're going to see more kids. You're going to see more law. I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm just wondering what in the world we're, we're I don't know. It's it's a mess. Six days out. Yeah. Six days out. And so. This some of the latest with this uh, as it relates to not just with the border, but with some of the congressional action, because when House when Republicans take over in the House, they're just not going to have they're not going to have enough. They're not going to have enough. There's there's just not going to be enough. They're not going to be enough for them to do. There's not going to be there's not enough in numbers because not enough. They're just not. I don't know how else to put it. So it's just it's a disaster. Gosh, I can't wait for Christmas break. It's going to be, I can't wait for Christmas break. So, and you'll have to forgive us. It's 40-something degrees outside. It's 90,000 degrees in the studio. Um, and we're dealing with some technical issues here because our, my gear keeps collapsing. So, skeleton crew, we, got, yeah, well, we, we roll on through. But 
this um, problem, I mean, what are they, the amnesty bill and using what's happening with this as justification for this pathway to any kind of amnesty? I mean, that's not going to go, that's not going to do anything to help Republicans uh, in any kind of, I think it's going to hurt them even more for future elections than anything else if they continue down this path of like pathway to amnesty for people who are, who are crossing. So we're going to get into we're going to get into all of this. Uh, voters are against it, too, by a large margin. Now, some of the latest as it relates to the left. I don't know if you saw this headline that came in. Pete Buttigieg, he was on vacation in Portugal during critical talks with the rail strike. Took paid time off while he was negotiating sick leave and he was posting video trying to suggest to everyone that he was here in the United States when he was actually in Portugal. Yeah. Hmm? Does he not like his job? Does he not want his job? I, apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, a department spokesperson had told the press that the trip was long planned, but he's always been on a trip. Uh, on a trip. He's always been on a trip. He's he. So he was in Portugal posting videos suggesting that he was in the United States and uh, this while they were negotiating this whole situation with the rail strike he's the transportation secretary why is he not involved in any of this so it what in the hell so in case you were wondering where he was so just think about you have the guy who is the 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 guy who's the the uh, nuclear waste guy, you have who's not doing his job. I don't know who's been doing that job while this guy's been was dealing with everything. You have him. You have Pete Buttigieg. I don't know who's running this administration. Not at all. So he's out. He was out. In the meantime, uh, we have movement in Congress. There's the new omnibus spending bill. And I think there's some Republicans, thankfully, in the Senate that are pushing against it. But they get, but then again, they don't have the numbers. So we have there's a, and there's a couple of things that we're going to look at that are are pushing through Congress. Uh, one of those is the immigration bill. One of them is the the spending. And Congress is apparently is trying to make a deal to avoid a shutdown at some point. So that's just kicking the ball down the road. And so with all of this, it's just a mess. Merry Christmas. There you go. No, there's nothing else to say. Merry Christmas. Yay. Oh, but in the meantime, Gavin Newsom's looking out for himself for 2024. He's blaming Biden for the border policy. I saw this headline last night and I was very intrigued. Uh, he's warning that California could break if Biden reverses Title 42. I don't know if you've seen the Democrat excuses as to why Title 42 is it was allowed to lapse because they pushed for it. Remember how much they pushed for it. They pushed for Title 42 to, they pushed to eliminate it. They did, and it did, nobody did it. They didn't, they, they pushed to get this done. And then when they finally had it dragged and through the court process, and they finally found it, finally got its way between, uh, before some of these judges, the higher courts, then, oh well, Title 42, it uh, has to go. You have to let it lapse. But the problem is that, Democrats pushed it this entire time. Now they're saying, and I've seen all of the, I've seen like a million different audio sound bites of this. They were saying, oh, well, no, no, no. It's because it, it's because the courts said that it has to lapse. That's what the problem is. The courts said it, not us. They, 
they're talking about this as though they would have allowed it to stay, that it wasn't their problem. It's that the courts said that Title 42 has to that, that has to has to lapse. It's not because Democrats pushed it. It's not because their lawyers brought it before judges. It's not because their activists made sure to push it in the right courts. It's because they didn't have anything to do with it. If you hear them talk about it. Here's a audio soundbite 13 MSNBC talking about the border issue. Listen, I'm not. We just heard some of the horror stories that people face just when they get to Mexico and trying to get to the U.S. They're being kidnapped, starved, raped, extorted. That's just in Mexico. I'm just wondering, I'm not, where is the urgency here? Where is the outrage that, that men, women, and children are going through hell? And it seems as though, unless there's some political aspect to this, there's no outrage. Mm. They're not wrong. I'm wondering... With because now you, I think Newsom is one of, except for some of the border, like you know, people like Henry Cuellar and others, except for some of these border Democrats, by and large, most Democrats are taking his line on it and just ignoring it. And Newsom wants to get ahead of it. I think he sees a way to differentiate himself from Biden. He says, No, the governor, no, no, no. He was saying that that Biden's going to break the state. He was quoted as saying the California governor claimed the U.S. government is sending hundreds of illegal immigrants to California because it's taking care of folks. But he says the more we do, the burden is placed disproportionately on us. His office actually cited, I can't even believe this, cited their, now he, just cyber, they don't care about any of this. Newsom's never, ever cared at all whatsoever about immigration. But he says their homeless problem has grown by 22,000 since the beginning of coronavirus. More people out on the street than ever before in the state, he said. And so according to the data, he says the state has spent upwards of $14 billion to combat the situation, and it's only getting worse. He says we're at capacity at nine of our sites, and we can't fund all of these sites because of the budgetary pressures now being placed on the state and offsetting the issues that I have to address. So this... I mean, I don't consider any of his protestations to be genuine. None of them are genuine. None of them are legitimate. And he's trying to get, he's trying to get to be, I don't know, I think he's trying to, at least on this issue, maybe seem, run a little bit more to the middle to be a little bit more moderate. We're going to talk about some of this stuff uh, coming up. Uh, But some of the other things we're watching, Twitter, the fight over free speech continues. Apparently now Elon Musk has a stalker. There was some video that uh, was posted to social media showing some guy in a like Antifa looking dude has apparently been tailing him. He's got to have some he needs a gun, but he's against guns. So I don't know. Uh, but maybe he needs to get some at least some security or something. I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, surely he would have it. There was a lot of criticism of him because there was a, an account that was on the platform that tracked where his private jet went and he had never like apparently they found that it hadn't violated any kind of uh terms of service previously and then the 20 year old who did the account had it suspended and then it was restored again it was some dude who's a who's a university sophomore and he fought the it's not hard to do all you do is look if you know the tail number all you have to do is track the plane if it's in 
you know, if it's in the skies, you can track the plane and see where it's going. It's not like he's this, you know, this kid who runs this account is not like this evil genius who's figuring something out. He's just posting something that you can just immediately get the tail number and you can and you can post it. And so he's was suspended, apparently, and then had his account restored. And all these people were freaking out because they were saying, oh, I guess he's not for free speech. I guess he's not. For free speech. I thought they didn't have a problem with this kind of stuff, though. I feel like they need to pick a lane. They need to figure out which way they're going to go with this. I don't know. It's they they, they got to figure it out some way or another. Private company. Private company. I know. So coming up, we have a movement in Congress. We also have some of the latest with uh, control, Rona control. Nobody's wearing a mask for nothing. Uh, we've got that. We've got wokery. We've got dumb. We've got, that's just literally how I have it under. It's just it's the way it is. So we have all of that and more. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing is actually free. Other mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. Now with Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get that iPhone 14 or 14 Pro that you've been eyeing interest-free without the games and with no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider provider with nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. Get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. So if you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to any of the three major carriers they provide for free. Simply visit patriotmobile.com Dana or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with all Offer code Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So this is a fascinating headline, and I I have did not realize this is a thing in Japan, but apparently it is. They call it road sleeping deaths. So people are being hit by cars. Because ever since they they re- they removed those COVID restrictions, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, they had people who would go out drinking, and after a night of heavy drinking, they fall down drunk in the street and pass out, and they get hit by cars. It's called road sleeping deaths, which that's not what we call it here. We would we would call that you got drunk and fell on the road and someone ran you over with a car, but they make it sound poetic, so they call it road sleeping deaths. The death toll from this now, think about it. They, it's doubled in a year. They said that you're in like double digits. It's like nearing like 25 a year from this. And so they actually now, all of their taxis, they play a warning video in each of their 60,000 taxis warning people about this stuff. It's, it's fascinating. And don't do that. I just, I mean, oh my gosh. AOC's climate change documentary is a total flop because it, it, it shows her and climate change and no one gives a rat's ass no one cares no one cares it shows her pretending to hike and doing a bunch of other stuff and i think what it only made oh oh it brought in a whopping ten thousand dollars ten thousand dollars from box office mojo ten thousand dollars so there you go more states are banning TikTok from government phones, and it's asinine that it hasn't been done already because it's an entirely Beijing-owned app that tracks everything you do 
gets access to your contacts and goes from there. And if you think that that's not a big thing, go ahead and lick the chains that bind you to your overlords. But more states are finally banning them, at least from government phones. And it looks like now we're at least trying to ban Huawei. A bipartisan group of senators have introduced a bill to ban the Chinese telecom giant. Uh, It's called the Networks Act. It's set to impose sanctions on foreign telecommunications companies suspected to be engaged in economic or industrial espionage against American companies. And it was co-authored by Tom Cotton, uh, Senators Chris Van Hollen and Rick Scott. And apparently Chuck Schumer also. At least some of these people are starting to see how dangerous this is. And at least there is a little bit of a bipartisan effort. So we shall see. Uh, also, a couple of other things here. The uh, This uh, Xi Jinping had said of Vladimir Putin, pillow face McShaky leg, that I have a personality similar to yours. So the Wall Street Journal has a story about their deepening relationship. And how the Chinese leader has long admired Vladimir Putin. And now he's strengthening ties between the two nations with increased trade and energy partnerships. Now, they're not close enough to where Xi Jinping is going to get behind him with this situation dealing, you know, his invasion of Ukraine. But it is kind of interesting. It's something to keep an eye on. So coming up, they're saying that Ron DeSantis is anti-vax and it's a moronic assessment. We're going to talk about the people on his, his little commission coming up. Our friends at Hillsdale College want to wish you and your family a happy and blessed Christmas and a healthy and prosperous new year. Since Hillsdale's founding in 1844, it's taught its students by precept and example, the teachings and practices of the Christian faith. And the college continues this mission in its classrooms and nationwide through their educational outreach efforts. They couldn't do it without your help. So this Christmas season, Hillsdale wants to thank you, dear listener, for your kindness towards the college. They've prepared a special video, their sacred music choir singing O Little Town of Bethlehem in their beautiful Christ Chapel at the heart of campus. When you visit hillsdale.edu slash Christmas, you can see and hear the choir and many other free resources to help you celebrate the season. And while there, please consider a donation to the college by clicking the Support Hillsdale College button at the top of the page. You'll want to put this special Christmas song on replay. Find it at hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. And I promise it will be uplifting and inspiring for you. That's hillsdale.edu slash Christmas. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Today's announcement, joint, joint a portfolio of Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment Projects already underway in Africa, including mobilizing $8 billion in public and private finance to help South Africa replace coal-fired power plants with renewable energy sources and develop cutting-edge energy solutions like clean hydrogen. Uh, why do we got to do it? Exactly. That's my money. I, you know what? I, I, there's things that I really dislike. There's, I have, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here, bottom of our first hour. I hate technical difficulties. I hate people giving my money away. I hate people who run entities and they don't know how to do it. And so they screw everything up. I hate being told that we can do this for this country, this for this country, but we can't secure our borders. You know what? When we did our nine layers of hell, Dante's Inferno, I really want to redo mine. Uh, There's always more to add. You know, there is. I feel like we need a do-over. Really do. 
In fact, I'm I know we do, and I'm I'm probably going to redo it, and we'll I'll share it with you later. Just cathartic. Why? Why do we have? Why do we have to give them money for all of these other? I mean, have you you guys seen the headlines that the videos that's coming out of El Paso, Del Rio sector? I mean, I'm just wondering. Have they seen it? Eight billion. They they're sending eight billion dollars. It's yeah. worse than Listen to what Biden says here. Listen to this. I'm announcing a new initiative, the Digital Transformation with Africa, working with Congress to invest $350 billion. Oh, $350 well, $8 billion now. Almost a half Great. Yeah. $350 well, he wants $350 total. So $8 billion so far has been approved. I don't know how. Two-thirds of U.S. money for fossil fuels goes into Africa despite climate goals. I was reading this piece over at The Guardian. I... Why? Why? $350 billion. Now, I was thinking about this, and this was at the U.S. Africa Business Forum. Is this the U.S. trying to counter Belt and Road? The, you know, China's Belt and Road Initiative, where China goes in and they say, oh, hey, we would love to help you with your infrastructure or some other things. Let us help you do that. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll spend this money investing in your infrastructure. And just, you know, it would be great if you could just give us in return maybe your mineral rights. Maybe, you know, control of the oil and gas. Maybe your copper. Maybe something. Maybe your cobalt, like DRC. I'm wondering if that's if it's kind of a, a belt and road. Now, here's how Russia's reporting it. And the reason I bring this up is because it's not unlike what China's doing. Biden mistakenly vows $350 billion for Africa's digital economy. The Chinese reporting isn't much. That's what makes me kind of wonder if it's not. But the, a little bit like belt and road. But at the same time, is that really the best? I get it. It's a geopolitical issue, but I don't really but we're going we're going to expand our involvement to make sure that they can participate in the digital economy. You know whose job that is? Their government. It's their government's job. I know it's very uncomfortable for people to acknowledge that the United States isn't responsible for every single entity around the world. Just as you, yourself, you're responsible for what your house, correct? You're not responsible for the houses of other people down the street because you a would you would deplete and exhaust your resources before you would even realize your goal and secondly i really need all of the other countries of the world to get on the same page as to what they think of the united states either because i grew up hearing that the united states was a nation building you know jingoistic nation building you know bossy entity i grew up hearing that that is what we were told over and over again by people in the press it is it was the attitude that the left adopted uh, after hearing all of this from European leaders. European leaders were, were resentful of the outsized influence the United States was able to exert because the United States has such a large economy and has so many resources. And so everyone accused, oh, the United States is now, granted, there were some Republicans, some neocons that went along with Democrats and loved to nation build, and some of them still do. War Inc. definitely does. But by and large, 
the nation building and a lot of this really was was coming after World War Two and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But I just really need them to get on the same page because they say these things. But then at the same time, they welcome dollars for their digital infrastructure. What do I care if Zimbabwe has the means to participate in the digital in, in digital commerce? I mean, there are businesses in, in Africa that already do this. It, what, what To make sure people across Africa can participate in the digital economy. That is one of the dumbest statements I think I've ever heard. That's not our responsibility. And furthermore, doesn't it presuppose that they're not? Just saying. Golly. So that was, maybe Buttigieg can help him with that. I have a couple of other things to hit this. Uh, I wanted to get into this thing with DeSantis. The new, I think it was in New York. No, 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 no. Sorry, it was an Atlantic piece. The uh, new narrative on this. And I told you yesterday that DeSantis, and I thought it was great that he did it. And I, I mean, it's just amazing that no one else has done this. He's the first, go- he's the first governor to do it. He announced his uh, public health integrity committee, right? And he said that they are going to hold the medical establishment by cre- they want the uh, a grand jury and panel to investigate the mRNA shots and big pharma, investigate cardiac related deaths tied to the mRNA vaccine, and then the public health integrity committee he wants to establish to oversee uh, the medical establishment. And the only thing that the media could think to do is try to they wanted to claim that he was an anti-vaxxer i'm not kidding you so i was looking at some of the stuff that was being reported there oh ron DeSantis, he's a big old anti-vaxxer now look at all that and it's one of the top stories that's trending on social media and just elsewhere oh he's an anti-vaxxer ron DeSantis, he's decided to get none of what he's doing though is that And first off, I think it's really, really disingenuous to accuse someone of being anti-vax, particularly now after everything that we know about the injections. I don't even want to call them a vaccine because I'm transferring a property onto it that it doesn't have. So in looking at this, there were I have a handful you get there were there were a handful of uh, media entities out there that were doing this. But then when you look at the people I went and I was looking up the people who were on his public health integrity committee, right? Because he's got a number of, some of them I don't, I don't know. Some of them I've seen here and there. Uh, one of the, so for instance, one of the, the people that he has on the public health integrity committee, Jay Bhattachara, he is one of the people who's being labeled as anti-vax. But I've looked at his past remarks And he has never been anti-vax. In fact, at one point, this was early on, by the way. This was before there started to be a lot of wide reports. He was never pro-mandate. And I think there's a difference between being pro-injection and pro-mandated injection. But this Bhattacharya was never pro-mandate. He was pro-injection. He supported it. And he thought it was a good idea for people who were in uh, the who are maybe perhaps had some serious comorbidities to get it. He was not pro mandate and he questioned the lockdowns and he disagreed with the booster mandates. There was another guy um, on the public health integrity committee 
Martin Koldorf, who is also, again, one of the individuals who promoted the injection, thought that people should get it. He just didn't like all of the lockdowns and thought thought it was kind of draconian. And when they had released the press, when they had the press release out, they were saying that for the for their public health integrity committee that they wanted to balance the benefits and risks and they i I mean none of this says anti-vax there's not anything in any of their statements that 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 say anti-vax yet they're being maligned by the atlantic by nbc by the new york times i mean by a ton actually here of being anti-vax and so what they're trying to do is because this is what i'm thinking Ron DeSantis. uh was able to create a lot of favor because he refused to lock down Florida. He didn't want to lock down the schools. He didn't believe in the mandates. And as a result, he seems, he is one of the scariest things to the left. He seems like a reasonable, to them even, to the moderates, DeSantis seems like, oh, he's a reasonable Republican. And people are really, don't underestimate the rage that people have over lockdown and losing their business. And so, man, if you look, DeSantis appeals to anti-vaxxers. DeSantis sucks up to the anti-vax crowd. Anti-vax quackery. Experts stunned. Vanity Fair. Ron DeSantis takes his authoritarian ambitions to the next level. Appeals to anti-vaxxers. Wow, I mean, on and on. DeSantis flirts with it with anti-vaxxers. DeSantis targets uh, COVID vaccine manufacturers, courts anti-vaxxers. DeSantis courts anti-vaxxers. Oh man, DeSantis in the anti-vax right. He's never been. He's been anti-mandate. These people. Oh, here's Ron DeSantis. Isn't just anti-mandate. He's anti-vax. Oh man, it. I'm scrolling still. That's how many headlines there are. I am still scrolling. Florida's hazard, hazardous, this is Los Angeles Times, Florida's hazardous to your health. Uh, anti-vax Governor Ron DeSantis. That's how they call him, anti-vax governor. He's never been, he's anti-mandate. But see, ah, they cannot let him occupy a space in the mind of moderate or independent voters as a reasonable Republican. They've got to tar and feather him somehow. There's not a single person on his committee that I've seen when I've been looking at their names who was anti-injection. They've always only ever been anti-mandate. Now, not all of them were pro-injection. Some of them, I mean, not all of them were pro-injection. Some of them were, didn't think that there were any benefits. Some of them thought it was a therapeutic. But the point is, is that they are trying so hard to cast him as being anti-vax. I mean, I'm looking at this guy's tweets. Jay Bhattacharya. He literally said, uh, I mean, he was like a completely pro-injection. Encouraging people to get it. He was, but he was anti-mandate. So wait a minute. You can be anti-vax in the mind of the left if you are, if you actually promote the injection, but you're against mandating that people get it. That makes you anti-vax. There's no nuance. That is what they're doing here. 
This is crazy. There has not been any commission of this level that has been created to look at, even Britain created one for crying out loud. There has not been a a commission of this level, a high level commission that has been created to look into the public health response of this stuff. And I, I don't know how you can have not every state in the union doing this. I mean, again, they even did this in Britain for crying out loud. There were, it's all published on, they published their findings. They've done this in, in Denmark. For, I mean, for crying out loud. Why can't, they, why can't the states here in the United States do this? Good grief. Oh, but the left is, the left is livid because it seems reasonable. And, we, and you can't trust the CDC who hides stuff to service their purpose. We'll talk about that later. You, you have to have something to look into the public health response. And I think it's smart that he's doing this. And the media is, they know it is. That's why they're trying so hard to spin this as anti-vax. So stupid. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. So I saw this piece. It's from MSNBC. And they talk about this decision to remove... Roger Taney's bust. He is the author of the deplorable Dred Scott decision. And it's a statue collection, statuary on Capitol Hill. And uh, they're, they're, the bill is about removing former Chief Justice Roger Taney's bust from the Capitol. Now, what gets me, and I was looking at this, it says the removal, MSNBC says the removal is a, is a step in a progressive direction. Getting it done should have been much easier. This is what gets me about the left. They'll remove the statue of Roger Taney. Oh, but by God, they will keep his decision and celebrate his exclusionary Second Amendment logic. Because who do you think it was that actually cited, used as actual evidence in Dred Scott v. Sanford? Who do you think it was among his evidence as to whether or not people could be citizens? Roger Taney actually with a, uh, a hat tip here to Dave Koppel, that black Americans were often excluded from militia service. They were not free to bear arms. And he even warned people that if you considered free black citizens, citizens, in fact, they would be free to own arms. This is, again, what gets me about the left. They'll remove the statue, but they keep in spirit the bigotry of this man's decision. 
and they apply it to what rights they think that you can have today. So no, no, no. They may want to remove this statue from amongst the collection at the Capitol, but they will never take it off the pedestal inside of their hearts. Now, we have more to come here. I'm going to have a piece up about that shortly. And uh, coming up, we have some, I have some wokery for you. Uh, and we're also going, <laughs> I have some wokery for you. Can we talk about the trading cards? <laughs> I did not have trading cards on my bingo sheet. No. And I was really, I was expecting a lot more and I feel like it was oversold. You can't sit here and be like, there's a major announcement. Fragile. And then <laughs> we got to talk about this coming up. More of the Dana show. Second hour on the way. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. That's why I appreciate what Elon Musk has done so much. Uh, he's taken a very courageous stand for the First Amendment. Uh, the man... Uh, he, he, they, they've, they've, they're beating on him like he stole Christmas. Um, he, but he, he's tough. He's tough as a pine knot. And, and the man's got guts. He's got, he's got oranges the size of beach balls. And, 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 and thanks, thanks to Elon Musk. Thanks to Elon Musk. You're right. We're, we're going to have to get some new conspiracy theories because the old ones turned out all to be true. I think the. I. Love Senator John Kennedy. I feel I really want to be his best friend. I wish we were related. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to the show, top of the second hour. Whenever you're in a sassy mood or if you're in a bad mood, you just play you some Senator John Kennedy, the good one from Louisiana. Play some play a soundbite from him. And the world suddenly makes sense again. Uh, you know what doesn't make okay, we've been having a crazy conversation here on the program we've got a bunch of stuff to get into still don't worry but i gotta ask okay so trump was saying yesterday he had a big announcement he's gonna make big announcement there was a lot of speculation some people were like he's gonna announce that he's running for speaker of the house some were saying he's gonna announce a running mate or he's gonna i don't know something and he released this teaser where he was like a superhero and then some people were like is he the new superman because henry cavill is ne was fired from being the new superman because the people making the superman are soulless cretins who hate you and hate cinema and so we everyone was well if you're saying it's a big announcement i mean when you go out and you're like oh i got a big announcement you think it's going to be a big announcement right i'm thinking big things it's like i want a major award fred Gile. It's, an, a major, it's a major award. 
I'm like expecting big things. And then he came out with what it was a little bit ago. And it it's a digital trading card. Um, okay. He said, my official Donald Trump digital trading card collection is here. The limited edition cards feature amazing art of my life and career. Collect all of your favorite Trump digital trading cards. Very much like a baseball card, but hopefully more, much more exciting. I, I know that he wrote that part, and that's my favorite part of this. He says, go to collecttrumpcards.com, get your cards now. $99 each. I'm, whoa, whoa, this is where I stop, because 90, okay, is this like an NFT? It's an NFT, basically, right? Like non-fungible it. token. Do you know what non-fungible token is Latin for? Uh, I can't say it on air. It's Latin for bull****. That's what it's for. NFT translates to That's what it translates to. It does, though. Can we just talk for just a second? What is with the NFT stuff? The board A, oh, sorry, non-functional token. Same thing. Not Justin Bieber's NFT was one, oh my gosh. It is a tax on stupidity, Every everybody. NFTs are a tax on stupidity. The non-functional token. So I didn't pay attention to this until they had what they called the bored ape. And it was a stupid drawing of a stupid ape. That's all it was. Some, this is, aliens are doing this to us to laugh at us. That's what this is. And they had, I'm reading, I can't believe how some of this went. How, how some of the prices for this stuff. They, they talked about the Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT. One of the most prestigious NFT collections around the world. It's a collection of the 10,000 NFTs. It depicts an ape with different traits and visual attributes. Jimmy Fallon and Pulse Malone and Steph Curry are amongst their star-studded owners. So the price of entry is 52 Ether or $210,000. $210,000. You heard that correctly. They, it's all the same ape. Like Gwyneth Paltrow got in on it. There was, there was nothing. I'm watching a 50-something-year-old woman pretend to be excited about herself drawn as an ugly-ass ape. I, I watched a video about this. I, I was like watching real-time South Park. That's what this was. It is real-time South Park. I'm so excited. Look at my, my, my bored ape enough here. It's goopy. It's real goopy. I'm like, what is this? So stupid. Why? Here's the piece over at Forbes. I'm not even going to read the piece. It just says, are, are Bored Ape NFTs a good investment? All you got to do, here's the whole story. No. That's it. I think that it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's not anything you can physically put in your hands. So Kane and I, so Kane, don't even do it. He does, he, no, but I can tell you, he does this thing where he'll click his, he clicks his teeth. Like that. And I know that there's an objection. It's not an objection. It's, but you're, it is an objection. You can think, say it's not. No, no, no. I think they're dumb. Yes. I think they're but, useless. Get to the butt. The, what I'm saying is but, that there have been people that made money off NFTs. There have been people that lost money on okay, NFTs. Okay, making money. They're, they're, they are monetizing stupidity, oh, not absolutely. the NFT. No, absolutely. I completely agree with that. I mean, it really, that's what it is. It's a vehicle to monetize stupidity. And it is a non-fungible token is what it's what it's called because apparently you can. It's set by the non-fungible. market. Non-fungible. The, the thing is they try, you can't touch it. they try to uh, 
play to the capitalists out there and they say, well, this is just a supply demand issue. Like if, if the supply oh is low, the demand increases and that's how your value goes up. So they do these limited but runs. But that's measured on rarity. And how can you measure rarity when you can just copy it and because save it? Because of the unique data that's embedded. Nobody gives a crap about the, that. The unique data embedded in the Guys, blockchain. Guys, look at my unique data in the blockchain. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it is. I'm not advocating for it. You keep you keep acting like I'm Here's advocating the thing. for it. Me- worth, at least nowadays, is measured by partly by the ability to take it out and have other people look at it. Let's be honest, right? I have a friend who was <laughs> a friend of mine. She she was wanting this. She's a very girly girl, and she was wanting this certain type of handbag. And I was like, I'm so tired of hearing you talk about this damn thing. I hope your husband gets it for you and you shut up. And she kept talking about it, talking about it. She finally gets it. And um, her and they went out to eat with a, another couple. And the other woman got, basically had like something, had like the same thing. Long story short, the woman's husband was like, hey, if you go to the bathroom, when you get home, go to the bathroom, make sure you take your bag with you so that people can see it. That's like, a, I think that's part of what it is for people. But what I don't, that's what I don't get. Can you, you can't do that. I mean, at least with the trading card, you can be like, look at my Pokemon card. You know, like, whoa, look at my Garbage Pail Kid card. Yeah. I mean, I would take my Garbage Pail Kid cards to school and I'd be like, check it out, suckas. You know, and I'd have like the, I, I spent so much time curating these. <laughs> so it's like, why? This you cannot do this with. <laughs> you can't do this with it. Like, listen to this. Listen to this. I feel like I'm reading, a, like, this is, if AI worked at a record store and wrote Hallmark scripts. This is what it would read as. According to Rarity Tools, Board Ape number 8135 recently held the highest custom Rarity score. Notable features for Board Ape number 8135 include a dagger in its mouth and a trippy captain's hat and a silver stud earring. Cha-ching! <laughs> Ka-chow! <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Where's the asteroid? Hit us now. So, like, you can actually be like, your mind's better because he's got a trippy cat in hat, right? You can do that? This is so stupid. Anyway, I mean, they have all these, like, they, like, Madonna. I finally entered the metaverse with my very own ape, a 61 year old woman who filters her face to where it looks like the top of a wedding cake. And she's showcasing a poorly drawn... Oh, Juan goes, it's a large-scale scam. (laughs) Juan's over here raging. He's like, it is. I just don't... I don't don't get the appeal. And they're expensive. Kane, what... I mean, if someone came up to you and was like, would you like to spend... For like the low price of $25,000, you can get a special board ape and he's got an earring and a cigarette in his mouth. $25,000? I'd be yeah. like, nah, I'd probably buy a car if I, you know, I just, was looking to spend twenty five grand. And they're not worth anything now, right? Well, it depends. Like I said, some of them, there have been NFTs that have essentially just evolved to worthlessness. What is the and, difference between the photo of the NFT that's used in the piece and the NFT? Uh, besides apparently the embedded data in the blockchain, I don't know. That's so stupid. Honestly, Nobody cares know. about that. What is the embedded data in the well, blockchain? Supposed to be what can it to, do for you? It's like having a serial number on your dollar bill or having having some sort of data that can be identified to that particular uh, item. So in this case, a picture. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, this is the stupidest thing ever. It really is dumb. I cannot believe how many people. This is what was that uh, when they were trying to get everybody to invest in crypto, and it, they, South Park did a whole thing on it. And it was Matt Damon, and it was uh, Are you in? Are you in? You're in, and it literally was urine. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. I can't even deal with this. It's so ridiculous. I mean, it's such a scam. It's such a scam. So yeah, you're not. You're, so as Lauren said, you're buying a link to you're buying a link to a spot on the blockchain, not the art itself. Right. I mean, but it's rep, the art represents that spot on the blockchain. Yeah, man. So, it, it, yeah, this is this is so dumb. So I we had I had a bigger piece. Oh, yeah. The Trump trading card came out with it. And we're like, what in the world? So this is it's you know just literally that is because there will be people that buy this up. I don't know who they are. and People know, are broke. I'm just saying They're people broke. are broke. We're about to start a recession. No one, I mean, I'm sorry, but no one's going to spend $100 on digital art. I don't know if no one is an Oh, some statement. people will. Yeah, some people will. Oh, good. So, yeah, just like some, I mean, you can sell a pet rock to someone. You can sell this. I mean, it's, I just hate anything NFT-ish because it's so dumb. I just, I'm curious to see in the next week or two if these increase in value or decrease in value. Um, I'm just gonna keep my eye on it. I just I I'm not. I'm glad you <laughs> So that's my job to do that. I'm glad you are, but I'm not I'm not gonna do it. Just cause I just can't man, I just can't uh I just like I said, people are broke. I mean I have I every day I have a headline about how the you know this is more expensive or this is more expensive, you know, et cetera. <laughs> and, and and then we're doing okay, that's fine. All right, that's it. You know, it's good. All right. Uh, anyways, we because uh, we got more here. I didn't mean to spend a whole thing on this, but I just I'm amazed at the NFT stuff. I mean, and and hopefully there isn't there hasn't been any more since that board ape thing, right? That was like the last thing, and it looked so stupid that nobody. Oh, because there are more people who come in who enter the market that are dumb and they don't know anything. Okay, yeah, hmm. I said it, and I mean it. I still mean it. Uh, we have a lot more on the way. We've got Florida Man later this hour, too. We have headlines coming up. We've got some wokery. we got all kinds of stuff that you do not want to miss. And as we get moving on. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. God rest Rush. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Elon Musk purchased a crime scene, as someone said, and it's perfectly well said. He has revealed that the United States does not have a free media. He has revealed that we live in the country we were warned about. He has revealed that there's every bit as much East Germany here as there was in East Germany when it comes to censoring people. Check out the Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I'm shocked at this headline. New York Post says people are shocked to discover what nutcrackers are actually for. Nutcrackers crack nuts. People on Twitter were shocked, like a lot. For instance, users say, genuinely didn't know that nutcrackers crack nuts. I'm sobbing right now. Nutcrackers are actually used to crack nuts. I was today years old. I can't believe nutcrackers actually used to crack nuts. Since when? Like always? Always. Since always. That's literally why they're called nutcrackers. Why did I... I I don't know, man. A hippo 
Hungry, hungry hippo. Uh, you know I was going to, I had to say that. A hippo swallowed a two-year-old hole, but spit him back out alive, thankfully. The hippos are mean. Uh, a hungry, angry hippo is going viral after it swallowed a two-year-old boy ho- hole, then spit him up alive. It occurred in the western district of Uganda when a young boy was playing outside his home. According to local police, a man saw the attack immediately jumped into action. Uh, identified as Crispus Bagunza, he began throwing stones at the hippo. The rock startled the hippo to the point where it regurgitated the boy alive and fled into nearby Lake Edward. Wow, they said they've never seen where a hippo strayed out of Lake Edward and attacked a young child. Uh, and they said that it's within the uh, Queen Elizabeth National Park where the town is. And they said so you have to be vigilant, etc. But uh, after he was freed, he was rushed to a local hospital. Uh, he was vaccinated for rabies. He got he received treatment for just minor injuries, but he's back home. He's fine. That's crazy. I mean, and they are there are a lot of actually hippos are, I think, some of the most dangerous animals that are out there. I just can't even. Can you imagine you're two years old and you were in the belly of a hippo? Man, what a story. Good grief. Michigan officials are using beet juice as road salt alternatives. So it's actually really good for the road's health. Uh, Meriden Township in Michigan, uh, they said that they are looking for alternatives to using salt to melt ice and snow to clear the roads. But it kind of looks a little scary because, you know, beet, the beet juice is red. So it looks like there's been a slaughter out there, I just got to say. If you're using beet juice to cut back on salt usage, they said that they're trying to find ways to reduce the impact of all the salt that they spread on area roads during the winter. But yeah, it is kind of interesting. There's red snow now, too. Got to think of. What is muskox? I just, this is Associated Press. Alaska law officer was killed in a muskox attack outside of his house. And I've seen these animals before, but that's, I mean, it's sad. Alaska State Troopers, Wildlife Fish and Game, they're investigating. Stick with us. More in store. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Make sure you go and sign up for the newsletter over at Substack Chapter and Verse. I saw this, uh, I, I'm not talking about these two, Whinge and Ginge. I'm not talking about them. But I, I, I am going to talk about them for just this one second to make fun of them. There's this New York Post story. And it says, Prince Harry said William bullied him out of the royal family. So I'm like, you know, clicking on it thinking, ooh, what does that mean? Like, I don't care and I hope he did because I can't stand this dude. All he does is whine. Him and his suitcase game show wife. But apparently they were having a discussion and he said his brother yelled at him. So that's the same thing as he got bullied. Because the, the, the ginger spare didn't want to work but wanted the British taxpayer through the royal family to keep funding him, apparently. Didn't want to work and wanted to just like live in California and do what he wanted to do and only show up when he had to. That's not... I mean, is there anything more entitled than that? All this guy does is complain. All him and his wife do is... They're so annoying. All they do is complain. Anyway, I called him a female copulatory organ. So... There you have it. There you have it. Kane was relaying an interesting story to me. Uh, Back channel. Because we were having this discussion about incense the other day. Oh, I'm going to say it. We were having this discussion about incense the other day. And uh, Kane was like, yeah, because I burned this Palo Santo stick. I don't even remember what it's called. And I was so, I'm like, I'm going to set the studio on fire. So we burned and burned this, this Palo Santo stick. And then he was telling me about how he's turning into one of the wise men. He's trying to be the fourth wise man. Wise man? Wise man? 
and how he had he got frankincense and myrrh 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 m-y-r-r-h myrrh what's that myrrh it's one of my favorite words anyway he posted it or no one of your friends posted it on their facebook page and uh you were asking me if i had remembered some dude i don't want to give him 50 minutes of fame but uh who i had once interned under when i was in college and the last time I saw this dude, his company had been uh, hired by the Tea Party Patriot Organization to help put, help put on the biggest tea party that we had organized. This was a year after. It was a, 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 the year observance of the creation of the modern Tea Party. Literally under the arch. Huge stage. Thousands of people. It was packed. And the last time I saw this dude in question, uh, we'll call him Spam was the last time I saw him, he gave me a ride in his golf cart up to the the backstage area and, you know, didn't say anything, was nice, and, you know, didn't, you know, like they all are because they don't have the cojones to actually say anything to you uh, in person. So anyway, Kane's friend says something, you know, about us talking about his, his, he's the incense king, right? Yeah, what you call the potion master. He's... You know what? Why would you not? If that is your business, why would you not literally put that like on your LinkedIn? I'm a potions master. So Kane's potions master friend puts it up on his Facebook page, right? They, they had this little clip of us talking about myrrh and frankincense. And the guy I was just referencing, Spam, types on there. Kane says he types on there, she's a monster. Now, dude, you sat next. You gave me a ride in a golf cart. And you didn't have the brass to say, if I was to say anything, I cannot stand Weak beta boys who have these, they, they love to say this stuff about conservative women, but man, when there's in the actual, in actual meat space in front of a conservative woman, they shrink. They just shrink into nothing. It's hysterical. I enjoy that power. I enjoy that power. Go ahead and enjoy your, uh, what is it? Your third hand Porsche. I think it was, uh, anyway, wasn't even the good one, uh, Moving on. Don't make me get more specific than that. You know, because I have receipts that go back 30 years. All right. So as we get moving, because there's a lot of, I mean, we could sit here and just spill tea all day long. We could do that because it's close to Christmas. Half of you people are in your kitchen in your pajamas baking. Let's be real. The other half are you are like Clark Griswold and National uh, Lampoon's Family Christmas where you're like, uh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Blank you, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Half of you are in that mode. Come on. Let's talk about this situation with the Oregon governor, shall we? Kate Brown. Kate Brown. I have to say, out of all of the Kates I've ever met, I've only liked one. Yeah. Yeah. Only liked one. Oregon Governor Kate Brown announced that she's commuting the sentences of all of the state's 17 death row inmates, saying that they're going to be changed to life in prison without the the possibility of parole. I'm like, isn't that still kind of a death sentence though? Right? I mean, it's still kind of a, yeah, it's still kind of a death sentence. Anyway, she has like less than a month in office. So she said that she was using her executive clemency powers to commute the sentences and that her order will take effect on Wednesday. She says she's long believed that justice is not advanced by taking life. States should not be in the business of executing people, et cetera, et cetera. 
Well, I just love how she just throws away all the precedents of these citizen juries that have come to these decisions about the conclusion of these criminals. I mean, nothing says I respect the do I respect uh, law and order like throwing out citizen jury conclu- their, the, what their, the decisions that they reach. And that's exactly what she did. There have been a lot of people who have just been outraged over this. They're saying it's a lack of responsible judgment. She's had zero. She welcomed zero input from any Oregonians in the legislature. It's just more choosing criminals over their victims. What is I mean, what is the fetish that they that the Soviet left has with criminality? She granted clemency to a thousand people convicted of crimes during uh, the pandemic. I mean, there were a lot and there were people who sued her to stop this. She's just I mean, she says death penalty is immoral. Actually, it's not. I mean, it really isn't. When someone chooses to commit a crime so heinous that capital punishment and chooses of their own will, I always get aggravated when I hear people say, try to compare, well, how can you be pro-life and pro-capital punishment? How in the world can you compare a baby to a, a fully grown and capable adult who willfully chooses to commit such an action for which they know the penalty if caught could be capital punishment? You moron. How can you make that... I just, I'm really hostile to that incredibly ridiculous comparison. I mean, I just would rather people say, well, no, I don't. I just oppose the death penalty. I'd rather they do that than act like there's any kind of hypocrisy between those two things, which there isn't. So she's, I don't know, less than a month left. She's out. But I feel also bad for like a lot of the victims' families here. A lot of the victims' families. So they get to, so the victims get to pay for them for the rest of their lives. Great justice there, Kate Brown. Good grief. Now, a few other things. Anthony Fauci's responded to DeSantis's call for the, uh, we were talking about his public health integrity committee that he's formed, which I I think that's the only, at least that we know of, uh, high ranking commission that's been created to look at the public health response to this. So Fauci immediately was not happy about this. He was asked, well, he said this, this he said this yesterday evening, actually. He said, uh, I don't have a clue what he's asking for. He said, we have a vaccine that's unequivocally highly effective. Okay, wait, what? He told CNN this yesterday evening. What does he mean? It's a vaccine that is unequivocally highly effective. It doesn't stop transmission. Yeah, can you play, uh, play this for us, will you? Any any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. What's your reaction to that? I don't have a clue, Kate, what he's asking for. I mean, we have a vaccine that unequivocally is highly effective and safe and has saved literally millions of lives. It doesn't prevent transmission. Don't forget that we found out that the numbers they were trying to report mm-hmm. as far as uh, COVID, people who contracted and people who died from it, the deaths were not from COVID. They were with COVID. Mm-hmm. And they had to readjust all of those numbers. So if he's saying that somehow this ineffective vaccine saved millions of lives, he's just wrong. Yeah, he's, And that's science. Yeah, he's, that, he's incredibly wrong about this. There, he's going to keep saying it, though, because it's his, th- this is all he has left. I thought he was leaving. I thought he was like, he was, he left NIAD. <clears throat> why, why is he still here? 
Go away already. Golly. They're like, I'm going. I'm going now. Okay, I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm going. Okay, bye. Bye. Go. Get out. It's exhausting. But, and he's, I mean, obviously, he's upset because DeSantis has petitioned for a grand jury investigation into the crimes and wrongdoings against Floridians related to the development, promotion, and distribution of the vaccine. Now, the Public Health Integrity Committee, because he said due to the distrust for the CDC, he's like, anything that, you, that they put out, you assume at this point, it's just not worth the paper that it's printed on. And it's true. There's, to that point, there was a piece that came out uh, from a FOIA request on CDC. And because we've talked, so you guys know the Dickey Amendment, right? You've heard of the Dickey Amendment. The Dickey Amendment was what Congress had passed some years back. And it related to taxpayer funding to study, quote unquote, gun violence, right? And actually, the Dickey Amendment was basically says that the funds that taxpayer funds used to study, you know, firearms, you cannot, it can't be used to promote or advocate against gun ownership or those issues. That's all it said. It was just demanding that taxpayer funding not be used to promote what, you know, would be widely considered to be a, a political agenda. Now, that seems, I, I don't think any conservatives or Republicans had an issue with that, right? Can't, be, can't use taxpayer dollars to promote gun ownership or uh, advocate against gun ownership. But it made the anti-gun crowd infuriated. They were livid. Absolutely livid. And so, I, with this, there was a, a couple of stories on this, and we're going to talk about this more in depth coming up next hour. It came out before that the CDC had not released certain studies. If they've done studies on firearm ownership, they had a couple of different studies that showed unequivocally that you know, firearm ownership and the you know, uh, defensive gun usage was greater than that of criminal usage. And they hid these studies. They didn't, they didn't make them public. And I think there was one Daily Caller piece uh, or CNS News piece a couple of years back that had discovered that they really tried to suppress any news of that study. And this was when uh, um, Obama Biden, during the Obama Biden administration when it was conducted. And this was in response, uh, I want to say to Sandy Hook, which is about 10 years ago, 10 years ago yesterday. And when the, when the CDC came out with a study, it didn't confirm the narrative that they were wanting to run with the Obama administration, so they hid it. And then it came out, you know, a couple of years later. It was also Reason Magazine that had it, that, oh, they were hiding this study because it showed unequivocally that defensive gun usage, once again, outweighs that of criminal usage. It confirmed what criminologist Gary Kleck had established years prior and kept reestablishing because he's, he's constantly under attack. And so now... There's more stu- there's 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 more news from the CDC how they were re- they were removing defensive gun usage statistics after they were pressured by gun control advocates. We're going to talk about this here more coming up. It's pretty unbelievable, but it's like right in line in keeping with what they've been doing. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida man. Man, I got some bangers here let me tell you so first off a florida man was caught stealing toys from the toys for tots donation jar 
34-year-old William Thomas Smith was arrested and charged with theft, Marion County Sheriff's Office officials said in a Tuesday Facebook post. They began investigating last week after the, after the donation jar was stolen from the dollar store. $800. Supposed to go to charity. They identified him. They took him into custody. Lame. Lame-o. A Florida man, another one, Fox 35, was accused of randomly punching people. Credit union customer sitting in his driveway, gas station clerk and a customer were all punched by the same stranger in Florida. Devin Wilbanks, 23, does not look 23, is facing several charges, including battery, assault, burglary, and resisting arrest. So Hernando County Sheriff's deputy said the first incident happened around noon. A woman who was a customer at the credit union, she told deputies a strange man punched her in the face as she left the building and walked to her vehicle. She, they, Will Banks was not provoked, did not make any threats. He just hit her and just kept walking. And then the, an employee uh, from Circle K called 911 to report that a man was punching people. When they arrived and made contact with the clerk, he was bleeding from the forehead, face, and mouth. He said that Will Banks entered the store and began swinging his fist and hit several customers. And then... As Wilbanks left the store and the Circle K and walked around the corner down the road, he encountered a man just sitting in the driveway of his own house and he went up and punched him in the face. The victim said he didn't know Wilbanks and assumed he was approaching to ask for directions. So they finally located Wilbanks at a bus stop and they placed him under arrest after a brief struggle. And uh, they don't they think he was maybe under the influence of some kind of narcotic. But so he's he's in the pokey. (laughs) So, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. This is like the Michael Jordan fake meme where they said blank them kids. Lawn crime. Blank your kids. A Florida woman is accused of ramming a car full of children and using her vehicle to pin a man to a fence. Jeez. Her name is Sasha Lemons. When life gives you lemonade, you ram a car full of kids and pin a dude to a fence. A 22-year-old woman in Florida is accused of intentionally, intentionally using her car over the weekend to hit another vehicle that she knew was occupied with young kids before pinning a man to a fence and fleeing the scene. Sasha Keyshawn Lemons was taken into custody on Saturday, charged with five counts of aggravated battery on a person, using a deadly weapon as well as one count each of child neglect and leaving the scene of a hit and run, according to police records. Seminole County Sheriff's Office and Sanford Police Department. It was about 12 p.m., Uh, just a few days ago, and they said two witnesses told law enforcement everything. She was uh, refusing to leave despite everyone's attempt to get her away. She uh, was at a home of one of the victims, and they were into it, and uh, she got into her black Mazda with her younger son, began to chase down the Chevy containing the guy she was arguing with and two kids, and she rammed the car. The guy gets out, and she just pins him up against the fence with her Mazda. Oh, my gosh, and then gets out and flees. She's totally in jail. Totally in jail on a lot of counts. So, oh, she was also accused of causing more than $1,000 of property damage, which I can imagine. And tomorrow I'll tell you about how a Florida man was arrested after botching his in-home castration surgery. Yeah, don't be this guy. Don't be that guy. Stick with us. Another hour on the way. My team here in Washington and Madam Speaker, I have to say, my girls told me, tell this speaker... Gosh, she cries at everything. How much we admire her. Good grief. That's the one-time speaker, John Boehner, the original orange man in D.C. Remember him? Golly, he did not like the Tea Party. 
He's who we had to deal with back in uh, 08, 09, 2010. Ooh, he took over after the shellacking. Welcome back to the program, folks. Dana Lash here with you, top of our third hour this Thursday. That was at, what is it, the portrait unveiling? Yeah. And once again, Paul Pelosi was there, looking like uh, Michael Jackson cosplay. <laughs> Billy Jean's not my lover, but that one guy with a bed in his panties, me. Have been. Remember that? Um, I didn't mean for it to go that long. I saw this this story. Speaking of the Pelosi's, because there's still a lot that we don't know. I just why I was like, why is John Boehner crying there? He's such he's such a mean caddy dude. So they had the son of the dude of the David DePape. Is it DePape or DePepe? Like DePape? I don't know. We're saying David DePape. The son of the guy said that his father is hardly a right-wing conservative. Now, remember, DePape is the dude who lived in the bus with the pride flag and the BLM fist and all that stuff. He told Daily Mail, a British paper, he said he's not a danger to society. And I don't even know if he attacked Pelosi for all he says this. This is a quote for all that we know. He was some sort of sex slave, as Elon Musk pointed out. Wow. So his his son was like, he's not a danger to society. He's not this. And. Oh, man, that's your dad. Ugh. So he said that because uh, he's got a brother. Or his, bro- his, his dad has a brother, and they were both saying that he's, you know, not violent, etc. We don't know what's going on. There's just so many questions to ask still with all of this. So when he, when he first said, when he first heard that his dad had attacked, was accused of being attacked Paul Pelosi, he said, that's not the type of person he is. I'm surprised about the whole thing. There's a lot of information that hasn't been given to the public. Do we even really know what happened? This is the son, by the way. He doesn't even know. By the way... I'm just like reading about this family. Who boy. If you wanna, wanted to paint a picture of San Francisco, here it is. So he was saying, his last name is Gonzalez. He says he and his brother live in a rundown home in Berkeley with their older si- sister, Inti, DePape's stepdaughter. All three use the last name of Gonzalez because, Gonzalez because their mother, Oxane Gypsy Taub, Gave all of her children that last name as a tribute to a Mexican family that saved her life several years ago. That sounds legal. Yeah, totally. That totally sounds legal. Totally, yeah. He's not visited his father in jail, so I, I don't know. But what, why would you say sex slave? Like, why would you say that? Why is it something that comes up? That's just weird. Why? Why was it the first? Because remember, all the reports about this have changed. I don't know how many times. First, they said, oh, no, it was an unknown third party that opened the door after the police arrived at the house. And then after which police witnessed DePape take a hammer from Pelosi and hit him with it. And then they struggled with the hammer. And then DePape rested it from Pelosi and beat him with it. Well, then that's that's what got that one NBC reporter fired. Because it was it was well, actually, the report that got him fired, it was retracted contradicted the first report so the nbc reporter who got kicked off air said that he was alone in the home for 30 minutes and then pelosi opened the door when police arrived 
However, he did not try to escape or alert police to an emergency, and he walked. He walked instead. He walked to hit to the police with his back toward DePape. Now that was the. Uh, it was a uh, Miguel Almagor who, and I butchered his name, Almagor, who has not been on air since like what early November. And he was the one who said that, who con- contradicted that first report. So then they took him off air after that. Because he was on Twitter and all this stuff he posted. He, was, he posted links to the story. He was saying that after a knock and announce, Pelosi had opened the front door. And he didn't immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave. In fact, he walked several, back, several feet back into the foyer, into the foyer towards the assailant and away from police. And they said it, it wasn't unclear what, if he was injured or what his mental state was. And his report contradicted what was made by police and the local DA. And they said, oh, no, they arrived and they found him struggling with a hammer. And that's when they when police told him to drop the hammer to pape, then hit Pelosi in the head. And so that reporter got got booted off air. So then that was that's how many times this, this story has changed. And NBC scrubbed it from their website and everything. Scrubbed it, scrubbed it, scrubbed it. When have you ever seen them do? This is NBC. These are the people who like run with actual Russian disinformation. With, you know, and, and these are the people who were some of the same people who were saying that, oh, no, the laptop isn't real. It doesn't exist. What are you guys talking about? You guys are just being goofy. It doesn't exist. It's not real. Remember all of that? Those are some of the same people. Anyway, so then they said, yeah, then they had put out the story that said one of the officers witnessed the attack. I mean, they, they've changed it so many times. It's it's insane. So you can't get an actual story. So. You can't get any actual like truth of what the story is. It's wild. So I just think it's weird that that's the the son said my father had progressive views. He believed in equality and justice. He's hardly a right wing conservative. That's what the son said. I mean, you could have just gathered that by looking at where the dude lived. You know, the media ran with something different at the beginning. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I I think it's just it's all bizarre. It's all very bizarre. I do think that there, when you, when people work to hide hide this stuff, it just makes it. It makes people want to know even more. It it just it would I don't know the whole thing is frustrating. Now speaking of hiding stuff, we were talking a little bit earlier about the CDC. So I've written about this. I've written about it in a couple of my previous books. How the CDC they were busted some years back because they. During the Obama-Biden administration, they actually suppressed the results of a study that they had conducted on defensive gun usage, showing that DGU, defensive gun usage, greatly outweighed that of criminal usage. And they didn't like the fact, and this was part of the DOJ's, uh, I guess, study that was ordered by Obama as one of his executive decisions following uh, the tragedy at Sandy Hook. And so after the CDC, the, the left was accusing the right of blocking any and all, you know, blocking the CDC from studying, quote unquote, gun violence. But the truth of the matter is that they, they were never blocked from studying, quote unquote, gun violence. The Dickey Amendment, which had been passed some years prior, was passed to prevent, and this was in the mid-90s, it was passed to prevent taxpayer dollars from funding CDC studies that either advocated for um, 
gun control or for gun ownership. They just, you're not, you can't use taxpayer dollars for partisan political purposes, was the whole point. And the left was apoplectic over this, and they've been ever since, and they've misrepresented it ever since, because if they can't use taxpayer dollars to investigate and not investigate, if they can't use taxpayer dollars to advocate for gun control, then, oh, they're blocked. And so they've really been trying to change this for forever. Well, after they, they've been busted for their disingenuousness, they've, Reason Magazine busted them, uh, Gary Kleck, a lot, of, uh, a lot of researchers. And then you have uh, Costas Moros, who had uh, filed a FOIA request, and he gave some of the emails over to the reload. He filed a FOIA request and discovered, kind of, again, more of what we know, how the CDC was pressured by gun control advocates in private meetings that it was having with gun control advocates, pressured to remove any statistics about defensive gun usage because it compromised the narrative for gun control advocates. So they had a study, another study that they had, and they had, it was commissioned looking at the, the estimated defensive gun usage and what they what they ended up concluding matched what uh, Florida-based criminologist Gary Cluck had concluded, that it happens, you know, anywhere between, you know, it can go up to two and a half million times per year. By the way, one of the reasons why there's such disparity is because different areas report DGU in different ways. Um, in some instances, if you just present the gun without even having fired a shot, that can be counted as DGU. And other, uh, in other uh, areas, if you, I mean, you actually have to fire the gun. And in many instances, it's not even reported. So there's a lot of that's why there's such disparity between, you know, that's why you have such a wide berth of numbers. But Mark Bryant was one of the attendees and he had an email sent. uh, He runs the gun violence archive and he was taking issue with the numbers because they were corresponding to what Gary Kleck had concluded on his own. And he said, quote, that two and a half million number needs to be killed, buried, dug up, killed again and buried again. He said it's highly misleading. It's used out of context, and I believe it has zero value. Even as an outlier point in honest DGU discussions. So they were infuriated because, again, when they studied defensive gun usage, it compromised their narrative. And the CDC, if you needed any further proof that it is a political organization at this point, particularly after everything that we've seen, with the pandemic and lockdowns, then you have enough. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming here. They were taking issue. They were taking direction from gun control advocates. And so they, they removed this reference. They deleted it to satisfy gun control advocates. The CDC is working with them saying we will, they want, they want to use the CDC and have this appeal to authority with the CDC. Oh, it's the CDC. They're about health and science. They know. Gun control advocates wanted to portray firearm ownership as a health issue. And that's why they were trying to run all this through the CDC. They wanted the CDC to weigh in and validate their narrative so that they could use that authoritatively to try to diminish rights. And the CDC is allowing itself to go to be used in that manner. 
as Costas Morose was telling me on on Twitter, I mean, that's one of the good reasons why the Dickey Amendment was passed to prevent taxpayer dollars from being used for this, because they're running right up along the line right now of doing it. Pretty unbelievable. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I am so tired of hearing how Sam Bankman Freed's Bahamas jail is not fit for humanity. It's full of rats and maggots. Well, you should have thought about that before you broke some laws. Yeah, they said that. It's so bad, it's not fit for humanity. It's so sad. They said inmates removed human waste by bucket. Well, don't break laws, especially, and then run to another country where they, you don't like their jail or their uh, jail quality. Maybe you don't do that. Am I supposed to feel bad? Like, have you seen all of the headlines on this? Am I supposed to feel bad? France ended Morocco's fairy tale run. The World Cup final against Argentina is on via ESPN. France beat Morocco two nothing, two nil in the semifinals. World Cup at the stadium there in Qatar. And so now it's who do you who do you got? I who do you root for? We we're talking who do you root for if you're if you're the United States? I'm gonna have to go for the country that helped us. And Juan and Steve, I think, are mad about this because they win everything. But I gotta go with the country that helped us when we were rebelling in the early yeah, era. Yeah, I see the uh, I see the logic. In yeah, that. you know, I mean, I got you, France. You know, like you know, I I would pay that. If, I would pay that. If, so I'm gonna I'm supporting France strictly on that. If anything changes are you, are you your mind, Steve? if anything changes huh? your mind, it's because. We're rooting for Messi because we hate Ronaldo. So that's why we're rooting for Argentina. I don't hate Ronaldo. Uh, I do. <laughs> anyway, there's very strong feelings about this. Steve, that was Steve. Yes, that was Steve. Another prisoner swap, maybe? U.S. Air Force veteran freed in Ukra- Ukraine-Russia prisoner exchange. It's like Christmas. It's like a Santa exchange. Yay! Everybody's just going to get released. Uh, a U.S. Air Force veteran was freed from Russian-controlled territory in a prisoner swap between Ukraine and Russia, according to NSC Council, NSC spokesperson John Kirby. Uh, he was arrested in June by pro-Russians and formerly occupied at Kershaw after being wrongly accused of participating in pro-Ukrainian protests. He was freed. They traded somebody back. Yeah. Stick with us. we got a lot more in store. i got Wokery coming up. Don't miss. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Hey, I, I understand the cases of, of it sounds are. like you're deflecting the question a little bit. Uh, I understand cases of abuse. There's laws to protect the abuse. I mean, schools actually are legally obligated to report cases of abuse. Mm-hmm. Same for churches and, and the like, anyone who deals with young people. But, uh, you know... Do parents have a right? Should they be informed about what's going on? Do they have a right to know what's going on in their kids' lives? So I think, again, those of us who are protecting and supporting young people are there and trusted with the information of the things that they are dealing with. In terms of parents' rights to know at schools, I mean, here in Colorado, parents don't have the right. I'm trying to figure out what and cinnamon toast crunch I just heard. <laughs> finna get drunk and I finna yeet myself off a building. Uh, it's me. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Woot. There. I'm at it. Golly. So she's a radical gender activist telling Congress that she helps facilitate child sexual transitions without 
notification without parental consent. That sounds like you want to get your butt kicked. Exactly. Oh my gosh. How is this? She's the Inside Out Youth Services Advocacy Organization. Can I just cane her name? Cane? I can't deal with it. I'm going to need help to get away from the last name. <laughs> Steve, did you see her last name when you were cutting audio? I'm, I'm like, just so you guys know, sometimes I'm like ten, a 10-year-old boy uh, with my humor. You know where it's going. I had someone who got mad at me about it, and I'm like, okay, get over it then. I keep a real. I uh, what whatever her name is there. Kane, uh, I can't I can't see it. What is her name? Uh, I, I don't know if I. You don't have it. All right, it's all right. It, mm-hmm. Her name's Jesse. Mm-hmm. Miss Mrs. Uh, Pocock. Mister and Mrs. Pocock's daughter. Right, Pocock. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Not rich, it's... but po. <sighs> I'm all of a sudden I have that uh, Kanye West Gold Digger song in my head. <laughs> I don't know why. So uh, I feel like that's that's a parents don't have to know as long as a kid is twelve. And this Str- trusted adult doesn't include parents. I can you get your ears pierced? Can you go and get your ears pierced as a kid? No. Still. I remember, sad side story, back when the malls were a thing, side story to my side story, my kids do not understand the concept of going and hanging out at the mall. They will never know that joy. Steve, you kind of missed out on that too, didn't you? Uh, I did when I was like in middle school and then high school, it kind of went away. Like, wasn't it kind of a cool thing? Like if you were at the mall by yourselves doing your own shopping, like that was the pinnacle of cool oh yeah i always sat in front of the chick-fil-a at the food court it was the only chick-fil-a in my town until they built more of them but it was you had to go to the mall to go to chick-fil-a so that's where we would go oh my gosh see and you had an excuse like a legitimate excuse to go there i've never been more jealous of you than i am right now because i'd be like i have nothing no good reason i have seven dollars burning a hole in my pocket i need to go to the claire's boutique so side again so i'm going to come back come back to the original point but this is to illustrate a larger purpose like right so I remember, I'm not going to say any names, because I learned recently that her mom listens to the show. Uh-oh. So we are not saying any names. Okay. But a friend of mine in junior high, we decided we were, we were going to go to the mall, and she was really excited to go one Friday. My mom did not like the idea of dropping me off at the mall and letting me run around, but we had convinced my mom that we have very important things to do. And... I had just said, and this is me being a horrible liar. I was like, yeah, so-and-so is going is being allowed to get her ears pierced, and I'm going to go for support. My mom was like, okay, and we're going to pick, and she's going to, I'm going to help her pick out her, her little studs that they put in, right? And she's, my mom's like, okay. So I told that story to my mom, and technically it was accurate, except for the allowed to part. <laughs> so my friend, who was a great forger, was able to get like this because you can get like these they would have these sheets that you have to sign at the Claire's boutique and she was able to get one and she like copied her mom's signature and was going to convince them that oh her mom was in the mall she's just down go ahead and pierce my ears here's the sheet this very elaborate story we came up with this is like one of the worst things I've ever done very elaborate story right and I was all in on it 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, we go there and we're selling it. And it was about to happen. Like we were waiting. There were a couple of other people ahead of her because it was like a farm, man. They just like got you in, set you down, pow, pow. And there was at one point, because we were looking at, because they, would, they wouldn't take you in the store. You had to go outside in front of the Claire's Boutique and sit in front of the Claire's Boutique in the little, it was like a little ear-piercing kiosk that they had. And so we were looking at some of the studs that you could choose from, and I felt in the center of my back a hot beam, like lasers, just, I could feel something. And I turned around slowly, and it was just like a John Hughes film, slow-mo. It was her mother, and she was, she was wearing her work heels. She's in a work outfit. She worked at the bank, and her mom was barreling down the, it was at the lower level of the mall. I could hear, cluck, cluck, cluck. I could hear her heels above all the talk, all the discussion, all the other footsteps, everything else. They it was like the countdown to death. And in that moment, it's like, I think I, I actually think I went to fight or flight mode and I turned to my friend and all I could do was go, I couldn't even like vote. I couldn't even vocalize because I knew that we were going to get caught. She was going to tell my mom and I was going to be beaten to death with a flip flop in my front yard. So I'm like, Oh my gosh. Your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom, your mom is coming. And it was all slow-mo. We turned and looked, and I mean, her mom was full of all hell. Coming toward, we, and we, we knew it was up, man, it was up. And we did what, the only responsible thing that we could do is we ran. We literally ran. We ran away. We ran. We ran away. Yes. I didn't, we didn't, what were we going to do? I was going to get beaten to death. We actually thought, again, like we're in seventh grade. We thought this is actually going to work. We ran. We ran away. We're like, she's in heels. She's older. She can't get us. You'd be surprised. You'd be sur- She ended up having us paged. And then we acted like she didn't see us. Oh, I totally got in trouble. I didn't get beaten to death because, I mean, I pushed it within the inch of truth, Right. But she wasn't allowed. I don't think she got her ears pierced until we were actually in high school. Long story short, they weren't going to allow the ear piercing to happen without informed parental consent. Now, I don't know how they would do it today. But today, apparently, you can just go chop your boobs off and go chop your willy off. And it's okay if your parents don't know. But if you're going to get your ear pierced, oh, my gosh. If you're going to get a tattoo, oh, my gosh. That seems a little less permanent now because they have the tattoo removal stuff. But you know what? We are not starfish. You can't just chop stuff off and it grows back. We don't work that way. It just amazes me that you have these, these adults that really want to give you the air of intelligence and, and it being informed. And they're telling you, no, your kids don't need to know any of these things. No, no, no. I just want to know when did when did uh, abusive kids become like the cause d'etre for the left? When did mutilation become their their big cause? Because that's what this is. Gender activists. What in the ever loving world is a gender activist? By the way, 
I'm advocate. I'm activisting for gender. They, I don't think that they need that help. What in the world? This is like the trying to normalize mutilation. Good grief. So anybody who allows that, I think anybody who's involved in that process of allowing that to happen is just as culpable. They're all, they're all culpable. It's all, they're all guilty. It's just, it's, it's insane. So a couple of others, because I, I, I have some wokery to get into. Of course you know. The, the classic comedy Blades of Glory is apparently happening in real life. Guys, remember that movie? It was uh, Will Ferrell and the guy who was in Napoleon Dynamite, who's hysterical. Yeah, he's one of the fun. That's one of the funniest movies to this day I've ever seen. So anyway, the Blades of Glory was like a. It was a film. It was a parody, and now it's not. Daily Wire has a story about how in Canada, actually, particularly Skate Canada, they tweeted out, "We're pleased to be advancing." Okay our skating for everyone initiative, yeah? With the updated definition of team for pair and ice dance teams, yeah? Uh, The podium pathway definition of team will be revised to a team consists of two skaters, yeah? That's my Canadian accent. You can tell because I said, yeah. They said that it was necessary for the ice dance and pair world to change their definition of team from man and woman, yeah, to just two people skating together, however they identify. That's from Scott Moyer, the Skate Canada coach and Olympic champion. So it is Blades of Glory. You're gonna, you could have two dudes out there. Yeah. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the time of my life song and two dudes out there? It's gonna totally be Blades of Glory. Do they not know that they have accidentally become like a joke at this point? Yeah, so that's the that's the one headline I will agree that I have. The other headline comes from this woke Pennsylvania school board treasurer says she cannot vote for the quote only cis cis white male. Wait, is it okay? Sidebar. Er, full stop. Is cis its own word, or are we acting, yes. is it a prefix? Well, it looks like a prefix, but it's its own word. Can it be whatever I want it to be? It's an adjective, I think. Because I feel like if we're just going to make stuff up, why stop there? I mean, cis just means normal. What if I just wanted to say sick and just reverse it? Oh, I guess it's free country. Do I mean, I can do you what want. I want, right? So it's the Upper Moreland School Board. The treasurer, Jennifer Solot, said she couldn't vote for the white dude to be their new board president, despite the fact that he was so per- like perfectly qualified. The father of three, Greg Delia, Delia who previously served as a, Democrat-backed, uh, as a Democrat-backed area school director, he lost to a chick. The treasurer, Jennifer Solot, led the meeting, until new president was elected. She said it would send the wrong message to elect the dude. And she said that he's the, quote, only cis white male candidate. So it's sexism. So we, we this is sexism. What about his qualifications? Qualifications don't matter. Oh. It's the dangle of your dingle, man. Oh. That's what matters, That's what matters, apparently. I'm just saying, 
So she she said he's done. A, a, she said that uh, Stainback would do an exemplary job as president, et cetera, et cetera. This guy, I mean, he's he's previously served as an area school director. So they they were some people were petitioning for her to resign. Can you imagine if a man said, you know, she's the only white woman up here running, so I can't, or the only black woman up here running, or the only straight woman, or the only whatever woman up here? Can you imagine if a dude had said it, it'd be sexist? This is still sexist. It is absolutely still sexist. Man, I, and see, it's okay to be sexist to dudes, apparently, because that's what third wave feminism teaches. It's you have to. You apparently right the wrongs by being as bad, if not worse, than the original. That's the that's the philosophy, anyway. We have got to get moving. We got today in stupidity on the way. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays noon to three p.m. Eastern time. So, guys, we need your help. You know, at this time of the year, we know people are tired and they get burned out. But for the life of us, I've never heard anyone get this burned out. And we can't figure out what he's saying. We need to crowdsource what in the world Joe Biden is saying here. So go ahead and play it, Kane. And then I'm curious. Lorraine will tell me the chat responses. I have no idea what he's saying here. Cisco Systems and Cyber, Cyber Bastion, a diaspora-owned small business. What? Was that maybe small business? I, saw, I heard small business, but what's the Play it again. Cisco Systems and Cyber, Cyber Bastion, a diaspora-owned small business. As per owned small business. Aspirins. Aspirins own Asp- small businesses? Aspirins own small business. Cisco something, what? Okay, one more time. Cisco Systems and Cyber, Cyber Bastion, a diaspora-owned Cyber small Bastards. business. Is what he said. Cyber Bastion? Something I don't know. It's what is that? What he said? Who knows? I aspirins own businesses, own small business. I guess for the listeners, we should play it one more time, just so because we're asking for their help. Yeah. Cisco Systems and Cyber Cyber Bastion, a diaspora-owned small business. I have the script if you want it. The script? What? The the copy? Whatever? What he actually supposed to say? Something the president didn't have. Yeah, he apparently didn't have it. What? What? Aspirin's own small business has got to be one of it. Nope. It's but a that's, it's a diaspora-owned small business. So it's like a spread of people from the original homeland has created a small business in Africa. That was what he was talking about. Diaspora. He, I know, but he what? he totally did not even say that word. No. no, he didn't even know what it meant. No. He has no clue. He has no idea what it means. Yeah, people who are outside of the country, within a different country. Oh, that, he also said Oh, said wow. This. Help save lives. And combat COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen. COVID. It's like, is that what what Glomer has? Punky Glomer friend. You got the COVID. I don't know. New strain. I'm just, a new strain that makes you glow if you get it. Yeah, it's not. and you can. You know, I don't need no glow stick when I go to the rave. I glow on my own. COVID. It almost sounds like something you want to get. I but, uh, that's did. The, I don't uh, know. The leader of the free world. Leader of the free world, everybody. Yeah. Did I just steal your time for today? Oh, stupidity? that's all right. We had plenty of stupidity Holy today. Holy cow. All right, yeah. All right, folks, that does it for us today. Make sure you sign up, Chapter Verse, the newsletter over at Substack. Also find us on YouTube, Facebook, like, and subscribe. Back with you. Tomorrow's Friday. We made it through the week. Back with you tomorrow.